families, they emphasize a lot on look and uh, parents sometimes are very harsh in the way they deal with their kids. So all these actually play a part in how they view themselves. Social media that involves photo-based activities tend to contribute to uh, body acceptance issues. It's quite common that people uh, tend to compare. They need to practice more self-love, self-care, self-compassion, things like that, and be realistic uh, about this world that not, nobody is perfect. of Euphoria by Malaysia Kini and on today's episode I will be your host my name is Daryl my regular co-host is going to join me as well Samantha say hi hello I'm back here again and on this episode we have a special guest and today we'll be talking about something which some of us face some of us understand we've heard of this a lot and that is body acceptance right and my guest on today's show is Jin, and Jin is a licensed counsellor from Clips Management. Hi everyone, nice to be here with you. Okay, and Clips Management basically provides professional counselling when it comes to depression, anxiety and panic disorder, right? Prior to this, to be really honest, I think I was telling Samantha as well, when it comes to topics like this, I get a little bit nervous because... Personally, for me, it's not something which I'm used to talking about to my friends, my colleagues and stuff like that, body acceptance. In all honesty, I don't think in a way it affected me, but I know a lot of people face it out there, right? So I did a little bit of Googling and a little bit of researching on uh, what body acceptance is. And I found out that there is a huge difference between body acceptance, body positivity and body neutrality. It all sounds exactly the same to me, but body positivity is basically a movement for people with bodies that are naturally not accepted in open inverted commas and closing inverted commas by society, right? And body acceptance is basically what it says, right? Uh, body acceptance is for people to accept who they are, accept their body shape as, as it is. Right, And body neutrality is basically the idea that you can exist without having to think too much of your body. Right, So that's three main differences. So first things first, can we talk about body acceptance? Uh, Jin, can you explain briefly uh, what it is and you know, if, if it's something which you commonly face in your practice? A lot of people generally, they are dissatisfied with their body in the sense that they think that maybe they are a bit overweight, certain parts of their body does not fit the perfect or the nice standard that is acceptable to all. So they look at it as something that's not nice. So they begin to, you know, have a way to think negative about themselves. So that is the negative part, which is they can't accept their bodies. So body acceptance is more towards uh, you respect your own body, you care for it, you accept the imperfection part of it. And sometimes it also gives you some level of insecurity because it's not perfect but you accept it as the way it is. And also, sometimes we also know more about ourselves by doing self-reflecting and uh, understanding why we feel negative about it and also find peace by uh, you must change something about it, okay? You know, some people need to change about it. You know, they, uh, they put on weight, they need to you know, reduce the weight. They must do something about it. But some, sometimes in body acceptance, we don't look at it that you must do something. You just accept the way it is. As long as not, you know, uh, hazardous to your health and things like that. Alright, so it's less about the feeling of what to do about it. You know, some people feel like they're a bit overweight. They feel like, okay, I need to work out. Yeah. But it's more like, nah, you know, it's fine. 
you know, it, it's there's nothing wrong with the way I look in a way. Yes. Right. Exactly. And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out here a little bit. Do y'all personally face this issue, right, with body acceptance? Because like you know, it, it's something which I actually pondered upon right before this episode, mm-hmm. and it's something which I don't think I actually experienced. Never thought about it until today. But yeah, what what about you, Samantha? And what about uh, Jin? Okay, I would say at this stage. I do accept my body, but I've came a long way to this point. I think especially for girls, it's very common for us to feel insecure about our body. Okay, I was born skinny, actually. And when I was skinny, people told me to you know, eat more, you need to gain some weight. And then after I gain some weight, they'll be like, oh, you're gaining too much weight. You need to eat less. You need to start exercising. But... I would say when I was younger, these things that people say did affect me. I started going to the gym back in high school, like 16 or 17, just because of the comments people had on my body. But at this stage, not going to disclose my age, <laughs> but let's just say in my 20s, <laughs> I started to accept my body. You know, there's so many things that our bodies can do. I think the most important part is that I feel strong and I can do things. My legs can carry me where I want to go. I don't have trouble carrying out daily activities. If I want to go for a run, if I want to go hiking, I don't have any issue doing that. And I'm like, okay, my body is doing what it's supposed to do. So why am I being so harsh on myself? But I am, however, very curious whether do guys feel the same way? Because I I don't think guys get much comments on their body. Ah, okay, I'll add to that later. But like, I think this is very unusual for me to ask a counsellor, does he have any issues with his body (laughs) acceptance? But this is going to be the first time. So Jin, what's your take on this? (laughs) Okay, to be honest with you, so far... It isn't a big issue for me because since young, I was, I think I categorized myself as the average type. Not too thin, not too skinny, not too fat, uh, whatever we call it. Right. Not too short, not too, you know. So it's at the average. So uh, there's not much of issues or, you know, how people look at me and things like that and comment on my appearance and all that stuff. And I think there was one point of time that I was slightly uh, a bit skinny. Uh, that's the only time that I feel that uh, maybe some of my friends or, or families actually did mention about that. Other than that, uh, no big issues. You know, like uh, what Daryl have said, it has not uh, really bothered me until I be- I went into counselling where some of my clients have this issue where they were teased when they were young, when they were, you know, uh, overweight and some friends actually rejected them as friends. So things like that happened and that actually came into my mind, you know, wow, appearance is that important nowadays, you know. Then actually, I ran into it, and when I started counselling, then I only I realised that there are many factors contributed to it, and also how society look into it and take it. So these are all the things that comes into play. But personally, for me, there is no issue on my side. I have not really bothered by how other people look at me so far. So like, on my take, mm. when I was much younger, mm. um, all the way you know, through school mm-hmm. and back through college, I was always the skinny person, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I've never been fat. I've never been chubby. Mm-hmm. 
all the way because you know they always say oh Daryl can eat so much but then you can never gain weight metabolism yeah so yes <laughs> so oh. metabolism right okay. so Daryl you had so good metabolism so it always ingrained in my head that yeah you know I could do whatever I want yeah. I could eat how much I want and mm. I'll still never gain weight mm. it's only in the past two years in lockdown when mm. I really experienced what it's like to gain weight because you mm. literally do nothing mm. all you do is eat drink and sleep mm. and, and the older i got the the more unhealthy you know my my lifestyle got and so i slowly started to gain weight and then that's for the first time in my entire life yeah. they say hey daryl you very chubby already your face very big uh, last time you don't have love handles now you got love <laughs> handles and all this kind of stuff i mean like but in my case yeah. i think i'm a bit a bit more cabal to comments like this because like you know right. yeah sure it's, it's nice to be chubby for a while you know yeah. but like you know in in my case it's fine and i think you know jane mentioned mm. as well for him it's it's completely fine there was not much impact to his lifestyle and whatnot but like you know for some people i i'm assuming things like that yeah. would actually affect how they perceive themselves and their self-confidence in a way yes. right so what basically are the primary psychological battles that people deal with when oh. dealing with body acceptance and you know if so what can they do about it well basically i think it's all in the mind because uh, we also have to look at what contributes to the negative thinking, uh, why people think that uh, body acceptance is an issue and why it bothers them. It all comes back to how they look at themselves and probably sometimes compared to others. Probably sometimes it's also from family. Some families, they emphasize a lot on look and how they shape up. And uh, parents sometimes are very harsh in the way they deal with their kids. They are very strict and they want them to look in a certain way. So all these actually play a part in how they right. view themselves okay besides that also it contributes to the self-esteem part where if the self-esteem is not properly developed and they can look at themselves in a negative way and that also contributes to when they look at outside how other people's body shapes and all that and they actually compare right. each other and they start looking so besides that peer influences are another critical part that uh, influence the way they think. For example, the, mm. their friends, you know, they have very you know, spotlight uh, body shapes and all that and start saying or commenting them or teasing them. So that would actually make them, put them in a the very difficult position where they start thinking that, oh, I must be accepted by my friends so that in order to do that, I need to look that way, you know. So these are the things. Social right. media is another part that, you know, play a part where they look at. Oh, yes, I can imagine. Yeah, you know, pretty models and all stuff. So... All these things play a role. Some of them actually have mental disorders. Uh, that also play a role. Where, for example, some they have depression. Depression can also lead into more negative self evaluation or review. Uh, you know, they, they, how they look themselves, and that plays as a negative cycle. Where you know, uh, negative thoughts builds up the you know, feelings and also the negative view about themselves. Then that feeds into a uh, bad body acceptance and you know, things. Like that. So all these things are in the mind actually. Right, and I'm assuming things like this will, you know, in some cases will probably lead to like eating disorders maybe? Yes, definitely. If it's not carefully managed, it can go into eating disorders, even depression. Some cases I read uh, in some journals, uh, it leads into suicide as well. Yeah, That's really it's, bad. it's pretty bad. Uh, um, and it's not easily, uh, not easy to handle in that sense. Uh, and they cannot handle it themselves. If it's become quite serious, they need people to help them. Right. So 
I mean, like, um, first things first, like, yeah. you know, for people who are experiencing things like this, right. right how, how do they identify that it's a problem? Mm. And if so, like, what kind of steps can they take? Like, you know, to what extent is it self-manageable? And to what extent do they actually need assistance from professionals? Okay, first of all, I think before we say a person needs help or in trouble, I guess the first thing is to, you know, uh, look at the standard benchmark, for example, BMI, those health indexes to, you know, our weight, you know, things like that to, to see whether the person is on the right pace or not. Mm. So if the person feels that it is slightly off, uh, for example, slightly overweight or slightly underweight, then probably it's good to seek some advice from nutritionists. If those severe ones, they'll look for dietitians, dietitians to, to get some opinion. Even general doctors would probably able to help. They can also uh, casually talk to doctors. But of course, to have a clearer view, a nutritionist would help. But seek for those professional ones. It's just to justify what you whatever you're feeling, yes, right? Correct. And and that's the health bit of it. Yeah. Uh, how about the positivity, the mental bit of it, right? How do you know when when it is you actually need professional help? If the person is becoming obsessive in reducing weight, for example, like for example, let's say the person exercise regularly, that is okay. But then, uh, let's say once a day, I think it's quite it's quite okay. Is acceptable then it's becoming like twice a day then three times a day then let's say the person becoming tired and sometimes even uh, daily routines are disrupted by the you know the exercises and you want the exercise more than what you need to do in a daily routine then that is showing signs of trouble already and the person right right uh, hopefully the person is aware enough in the sense that uh, to recognize the sign and get some opinions or talk to friends or families and get a third party's opinion in order to see whether they are doing it right, you know, that kind of things. Yeah. So this is how I think to add on to what Jean said, right, about mm. like being obsessive with exercising, I think there's also this thing called a diet culture where mm. people, they get obsessive with diets. Like, oh, I can only eat salad. I will only have protein shake and... I won't have anything that is unhealthy. It's a no-no. And whenever they eat something that is normal, like let's say you just have uh, toast with gaya and butter, it's a typical Malaysian breakfast. But for them to take one bite and they're like, oh, this is really bad. I have to go yeah. exercise right now to burn the calories. How calor- many calories are in this? <laughs> How many calories are in that? Yeah. This, that, I think it's fine, like Jean said, it's fine if you are doing it at a normal, mm. regular practice, but you are not being too obsessive with it. Mm. Supposedly, healthy lifestyle becomes unhealthy when you are obsessive with it. Yeah, everything goes in moderation, and, I guess. And you know, one thing that I actually took out of what Jin mentioned just now is like how body acceptance starts from within the family itself from a very very young age you know so if from a very young age you are being very criticized and very critical on the way you dress the way you look you know your size that will actually affect the outcome of how how much you accept your body when you much when you grow much older If you're looking for healthy online content, you can always subscribe to news and views that matter on Malaysia TV from as low as 12 ringgit a month. So what are you waiting for? Subscribe today. Thank you.
and you know in the context of Malaysian youth right how much does this affect uh, Malaysian youth and the media around us is it something very known is it is, is this uh, an issue that is very common that people talk about is there anything been done towards things like this uh yes actually there are quite a number of research that has been done uh in several local universities and it has come to a conclusion that there is uh one of the research actually mentioned that there is a negative co-relationship between social media and body image so it's not saying it's not a co- causal relationship it means that you uh, social media cause body uh, image issues no but it's a, a negative co-relationship it means the more social media you use the chances of you having low evaluation or you know uh, the, the way you perceive your body will be uh, poor mm. in that sense so that kind of negative relationship so there is one research that uh, indicated that also it also uh, mentioned that social media that involves photo based activities tend to contribute to uh, body acceptance issue in fact it also mentioned one thing that it's quite common that people uh, tend to compare i mean how do we know who we are we compare what's our, our environment how other people behave things like that so it's very natural that people compare so when they actually engage in social media things like that they will actually compare maybe their idols maybe some celebrities you know oh those models you know those are considered beautiful oh then i look at myself you know then they start having different ideas about themselves so this is where the research has done on the relationship between social media and how people perceive about their own appearance and body that's one one of them another one did actually also mention about uh, directly linked social media with uh, some eating disorder behaviors and uh, lower self esteem and some even uh, suicidal ideation so this are uh, another local university as well and there's another research that was done i think about 10 years ago so basically uh, the research actually revealed that 70 to 80% female adolescents are not happy with their body and uh, affected by you know how they look at themselves mostly with the access to social media and all that and there are some slight detail on males and females now boys and girls for males it is very fitness oriented yeah fitness oriented means they want to look good because it looks you know it looks tough it looks fit you know and exercising is the main drive whereas females is very appearance oriented pretty uh, slim very much towards that so there's slight difference now compare i mean we compare males and females in that sense girls actually always use celebrities and models as they are so called someone that they can actually use as a guide you know what is pretty benchmark yeah benchmark yeah correct and for guys uh most of the time is peers peers feedback that drives them so among their friends so when you see one or two of your friends who are in a very hot you know going to exercising most likely he is in a group of friends who are also hot into exercising so it's the influence among peers now so this is one part that uh that was revealed and of course when they want to find a benchmark they will look for those you know really muscular or or really nice body shape type of samples right anything so else you want to say there you like, go that's yeah. your answer mm. you know mm. the difference between male and female <laughs> body acceptance i see but i mean do you guys think that the media like social media is it more aggressively targeted towards female than male like personally maybe Daryl do you feel so affected when you see like some buff guys posting their picture at the gym 
Nah, <laughs> I mean like you know, it, it never interests me to begin with. Uh, I mean for some reason, you know, despite having a, a large group of friends who's very interested in fitness and how they look, and most of the time it's just aesthetics. It never really got to me. Not that you know it'll be nice to have you know big muscles and stuff like you know, but but I, but you know the road to get there to me is not worth it. You know, and you know to maintain those kind of body, you can't just you know get buff and then just sit down and then you expect the body to stay on that way. So it's it's just never really caught on to me. That's uh, my take on it. But I know a lot of friends mm. who are very affected by it uh, to the point where they become very obsessive. Whether it's a good thing and a bad thing, body acceptance, body positivity, I think that's a very, very much of a gray area. So I think that's a whole discussion by itself, to be really honest. Yeah. Yeah, mm. that is true. Okay, so let's move on from the media side of the things. Mm. Just now, Jin also mentioned, right, how families, some families, they focus a lot on looks and peers can also affect us. I think I can personally relate to this because but for many Chinese families, looks is very important. And body shape and your skin color, you have to be skinny, you have to be fair. Otherwise, you're not that pretty. And we get compared even like among our own relatives, like our cousins. I have a few cousins that are like around the same age. We literally get compared since we were kids. But when we get older, like, oh, look at your cousin. She take care of what she eats and take care of her body. Why are you not doing the same? And I think just now Jin also mentioned what other people say to us as kids actually have a huge effect on us because I recently also um, heard from a friend she just discovered this. It's something that she was um, subconsciously avoiding herself. But she discovered that when she was young, her dad used to tell her that she was fat. And now, no matter how skinny she gets, she's working on her weight a lot. Rest assured, she's doing it in a healthy way. But it still doesn't feel like she's doing it right. And she discovered it's because of what her dad says when she was a kid and 20 years later it can still affect her so i think it's really important as family and friends when we talk about body image body weight we have to keep in mind that you know it does affect other people but how can we teach our families or our friends to talk about people's body more positively okay <laughs> few things just be clear. First, of course, human beings are quick to judge, especially what they see. So that is one thing that we we got to be careful. You know, everyone needs to be self-aware of that, that we are very quick or using our own standard that this person is thin, this person is fat, this person is muscular, this person is tall and all that. So we are using our own standard to judge a person. That is something that many of us do it. Now, of course, those who are very clear with their own thoughts, probably they will refrain themselves from doing it. But many people actually put their opinion on other people's. And this is the first thing that we need to be careful. And of course, coming back to the family, there are, uh, family is a very complex structure. where it, There are a lot of things inside that play a role in contributing to what a person thinks. For example, like family culture, parenting style, how they you know bring up their kids. All these play a role. Also, there are some parents. There are you know I do understand that parents themselves are high achievers, 
So naturally, they would want their kids to be high achievers as well. So they are very demanding. Those things can actually put high expectation on them, including their look, everything now, you know, because they are, you know, they have this tendency. And of course, certain families they actually practice overprotecting the child. So those things are also putting extra stress on the kids, you know, to behave in a certain way. You know, these are the things that are coming from the family. And I would say one thing, uh, which is very very important, is the way we communicate in the family. This is uh, especially important because I'm sure many of us, including sometimes our own families, the way we talk because we are family members, we don't. It's a uh, no holds barred lah, you know. We we just say whatever we want to say and directly. And sometimes it can be really hurtful and harsh, you know. For example, let's say, hey, you're fat lah, you know. Uh, it's time to you know put on the gym or something like that. But sometimes because it's family, and especially if those family that has communication problem, so that contributes to you know how children or you know adolescent think about themselves, and also parents as a role model is another very important factor where you know we can say whatever we want to say and ask our kids to do it, but if the parents are not doing the same thing, it wouldn't work. Right, and you know we see that it is it is a massive problem. I think in in very rare cases you get family members come to you and say, "Hey, damn, you look damn good." Like you know, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. I've not experienced it. Like you know, uh, when I was fat, people call me fat. Uh, my mom, especially when I was skinny, my mom told me I was skinny. When I look a bit, you know, messy, my mom called me a hobo. <laughs> I mean, like you know, it, it's funny now that I say it, you know, but like you know, to some people probably it can be a little bit hurtful. Yeah. I understand. Right. So with all this being said, you know, so we have family issues, we've got peer pressure, we've got social media and stuff like this. Uh, within our community in Malaysia, what do you think can be done to improve body acceptance among, you know, mm. people like us, people younger than us? I don't know if older people have these issues or maybe, you know, they just radar, you know, I accept mm. how I look. But like, you know, what can we do? Two things I look at it are really the core of these issues. First is from the family. The mm. parental guide and parental style and how parents guide the kids is a very crucial part because before the kids uh i mean have the chance to go to school the parents are the teachers so how they guide it all started from there in terms of a wider scope and a bigger scale of course it comes to education education is another crucial part where i think we we do have many so-called subjects in school but probably there are something lacking in terms of educating the kids about social media because social media is such a big thing in our life now that i think if you i mean every one of us look at our life how many hours have we dedicated our life into social media news entertainment everything education everything is there but then we know that not everything inside social media especially like advertisements and all that stuff it is what it is you see it could be not true but some kids or some people, they just take it as it's real. I mean, I, I, we know the how rampant is fake news nowadays. Eh? They need to be trained to, you know, investigate and to filter what is right and what is wrong and absorb what is uh, useful and not useful, ethical and not ethical, things like that. They need to know how to differentiate and evaluate. So this kind of uh, information and that process requires education as well as parental guide, I would say, since young and things right. like that. So this is how I look at it. 
right? So it's a grassroots issue. It's from the very upbringing of everyone yes. itself. But then I don't think so. We grew up with social media. As we grew up, yeah. it came about, you know, and it became a thing. And so it's a little bit too late to address the root issue right now. For for some of us, yes. I guess it, you know, for for people who have this image right. issues, it's a long term uh, thing. It's been there for a very long time. So you want to tackle it from the base. It's going to be uh, a little bit difficult. So what would your advice be for people with body issues, uh, body appearance, uh, and acceptance issues, you know, among people like us right now? Well, one of the things I think is the issue is uh, the self-esteem. Not, of course, not everyone that thinks about themselves negatively has self-esteem issues, but from research and also from my experience, it does have certain level of connection from there. Sometimes they do need good teachers. Sometimes they do need good friends. Sometimes if those find it difficult to improve this aspect, they may need some uh, mentors or counsellors just to help them to improve on that part, which I think can be right. handled. So I guess the, the, the ideal lesson is like for, for those of us who mm. technically think uh, that we may have uh, self-esteem mm. issues, the best way of it is for us to surround ourselves with with more positive people like yeah. just i you know identify your surrounding and try to tweak things a little yes. bit and for us to gain back this certain self-confidence and if it's still an issue that's when you actually need professional help yes right, right? yes they they need to practice more self-love right. self-care self-compassion things like that and be realistic uh, about this world that not nobody is perfect you know right, right. so i think you know what i've sort of learned throughout this entire conversation that we've had is ideally the societal acceptance of body shapes and sizes out there is very very superficial but i think we all know what the ideal body shape and size means yeah. right you know that, that i'm not saying there's one but everyone has a perception of an ideal body shape but what we have to start learning to accept is that each and every body shape is acceptable whether you like it or not the difference is whether it's healthy or not that's a whole different question by itself right but today we're talking about body acceptance and that is learning how to accept each and every one of your own and also the others body shape and size right and as a host and as a person who don't have much conversations when it comes to body acceptance i think there's one key takeaway from it is whoever you are right no matter how you look and how the people around you look um, the number one key lesson is to not be a prick, lah, right? It's simple as that, right? It's just sometimes kindness goes a long way and sometimes whatever simple thing or whatever simple judgment that you pass, whether you might think it, it, it is fine or not, some people may find it very hurtful and could affect someone's state of mind, can affect someone's confidence, can affect someone's self-esteem. So I think that is very, very important and that I think is a very, very big key takeaway. Because the society around us, the families around us, and also social media will never change. You cannot change it. You cannot. It's very difficult to change families. It's very difficult to change the mindset of people around us. So it's very, very important for us to uh, snap back to reality and understand our worth, understand that the judgment that is going to be uh, passed around is still going to be there. It, what is important is how you deal with it and how you accept yourself for who you really are.
right? So with that being said, I would like to thank Jin so much for joining us uh, in today's episode. I think we've learned so much. And for, for me, it's something very new. It's something which a lot of people don't talk about. And I think this is very, very important. I hope this episode actually played an important role in, you know, bringing out awareness out there. So thank you so thank much. You. Thank you very much for having me here today. All right. So if people need to get in touch with a counsellor like yourself yeah. who needs any help, how can they go? Uh, they can just search for Clips Management and uh, my website called ClipsMentoring.com. C-L-I-P-S Mentoring.com yes. for those of you all who are not sure right. about it. Alright, and also thank you so much uh, Samantha for joining me for this episode. Um, I think it's very nice to get a woman's perspective of this and also a male's perspective so I think we covered that a little bit. guys want to listen to our previous episodes you can always find us on spotify at euphoria by malaysia kini and if you guys want to check us out on social media we're on facebook and we're on instagram at euphoria mk thank you so much for listening until the very end of this episode we really hope to catch you on the very next one and till then take care